Well, good morning and welcome to the drive. Hey, hope you guys are doing well. Um, I'm still a day behind, but at some point I will definitely catch up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, going through First Corinthians, so much insight, uh, so many truths, so many biblical principles that are so applicable to, I believe, our lives and in um, the life of the church, especially. The Apostle Paul's writing, really, First Corinthians to. The first few chapters, he definitely encouraged them, right? Told them what they were doing right first. And now, he's rebuking them. <laughs> I mean, he's reminding them, like, what it's about. He, he doesn't want to see them fall away or to dispute or to fall into sexual immorality. And that's what he says in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 7 to eight, uh, seven and 8. says, Now, therefore, it is already... An utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. In other words, quit fighting. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourself be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. And so, this is a serious thing, especially for the Apostle Paul as... He's really letting these guys know, like, hey, stop cheating each other. Stop wronging each other. Like, what what are you doing? Because think about it, you guys. I mean, how many people are jaded by the church anyway from past experiences or maybe one past experience that they had and they just can't get over it? There was a dispute or a fight or someone, you know, I don't know called them a name and they were supposedly Christian or came against them and they're like they have a bad taste in their mouth about Christianity and they want nothing to do with it think about that witness and now think about the church and think about if you went into a church and you there was drama and there are these disputes and there are people you know believers are suing each other and <laughs> I mean what would you think I would think this is not I do not want to follow whatever these people are following like I would just be kind of disgusted. And I honestly, if you look at the tone of the Apostle Paul here, especially in this chapter, you kind of see he's disgusted. He's flabbergasted. He's bewildered. He's like, what is going on? Like, what do you guys, you're cheating each other? You're coming against each other? And essentially, again, he's, basically like just stop it quit it like this is a bad witness and also it just causes factions it causes dissensions it causes causes divisions like it it doesn't lead to anything edifying anything encouraging anything good so in the church that should be the safest place that people can go that there's confidentiality there's prayer there's encouragement there's confrontation and love there's truth there i mean the church is where all that should be right so paul is calling this out like this ought not be like this isn't the way to do it we want to be reflections of christ not the opposite we don't want to walk in the way of the world use each other for selfish gain sue each other and just be write each other off because of something that happened 
And so that's, I think it boils down to your witness for Christ. You know, when, when people come into church, come into our church here in, in Alabama, I want them to feel welcome. I want them to feel loved. I want them to feel accepted. I want them to feel like they're already part of a family. They didn't even know they had a family over here. I mean, that's that's how I felt when I, when I first went to church. That's how many people I know felt when they first stepped into a Calvary Chapel. And they're like, this is, this is home. You know, there's enough stressors in this world. There shouldn't be stressors in the church. There shouldn't be dissensions in the church. Now, if something arises, if two people are kind of not not against each other, but arguing and conflicted and can't get along or whatever, then Matthew 18, Jesus really prescribes for those who are sinning against one another, or those who are disputing, like, go to the person privately. Like, in other words, I'm not going to explain that whole thing, but what I'm saying is that there are ways simply to settle disputes and to settle wrongdoings, and those things need to be settled, because if not, we know what happens. They sort of build up, and then bitterness, the root of bitterness, sinks in, or starts to arise, starts to grow, and it... Again, it doesn't lead to anything good. And I think about what the church should be. It should be the exact opposite of that. And this church in Corinth, they were, uh, much trouble was happening. They were given in to sexual immorality. They were starting to divide. They were against one another. They were suing each other. I mean, it was, it was a mess, which is why the Apostle Paul is writing writes a couple letters to them, right? But the thing is, what should a church be? What should it be about? Well, first of all, the cornerstone needs to be Christ. It needs to be about Jesus, built upon, founded upon the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Messiah, the Rescuer. Um, It needs to teach the Word of God. The Word of God needs to be central because this is the truth that leads to save souls and salvation this is the truth that's delivered countless people throughout the ages there needs to be prayer because seeking the lord is how we foster our relationship with the lord and also needs to be community remembering the sacrifice what christ did again that's the gospel and and lastly there's more but the main ones lastly fellowship there needs to be unity, you know. You go through the early church in the book of Acts and you see that there's a lot of ones. What I mean is they, the statements like one heart, one mind, in one accord, one commonality. Like you go through Acts and you see this oneness in the church because they were all working together. You know, when we all do our part in the body of Christ, wow, powerful things result. That's just a fact. It's just a fact. And so let's, as a church, as the body of Christ, wherever you go to church, it really doesn't matter because there's the universal church. In other words, there are true born-again believers throughout the whole world. And all kinds of churches that preach the truth that are all about the Lord Jesus. And that's called the universal church. So we're, we're all in this together. We're all in this in unity. And when we play our part, when we do 
what God's called us to do, when we live out and exercise those gifts that God has given us, whew, there's no stopping the church. We're going to shine as lights into this community. The love of God is going to be seen. It's going to be experienced. Lives are going to change. Souls are going to be saved. Great things are going to happen. But you know, if there's disputes like the church in Corinth here, what's going to happen is it's going to ruin the witness for Christ. And I mean, there's just going to be divisions and dissensions and people are going to walk away and they're going to get mad at each other and walk away from the faith even. Backslide. So let's stay in unity. Let's be in unity. Let's stay in unity. Let's work things out. Don't let conflicts just linger and ignore them as if they're just going to go away. Confront them in love and continue on. Maturing in Christ. Growing in the faith. Unity. How good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm 133. I love that psalm. When I went to Peru one of the years... I, I taught on this short psalm because uh, my pastor friend was like, yeah, this, they just, we need unity. We need unity. And so I'm like, that's the verse, you know, like it's about unity. We don't want division. You know, the enemy would love just to throw a wrench in the gears and screw up the whole thing and cause division and cause hate and cause bitterness and cause drama. But as Christ followers, none of that should apply to us. Work it out. Take initiative in fostering unity among fellow believers. Because that is your witness for Christ. Amen. God bless you guys. Hey, I hope you have an amazing day. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.